0: all right folks welcome to the catfish and crappie podcast my name is mark before we get the show started today i need to give a big shout out to my channel supporters, uh, amped outdoors. If you need lithium batteries, check out amped outdoors, multibar, Colton Multi multibar is a great dude. Contact him through Facebook. Uh, he'll, he'll make sure to get those to you fast. And and if you need anything, uh, specific, he'll, he'll be sure to take care of you. Of course, the great uncle Lou from uncle Lou's tackle. He's always a, a, a great supporter of the show. A lot of them here on YouTube. Also, Port Barrington Marina, I want to give a big shout out to uh, um, uh, JT and uh, Jimmy Forbes over there. They took care, good care of me all summer long. Uh, also, JT, he breeds uh, Frenchies, which is why I got uh, Lulu and Dee Dee. Um, he took good care of me with them, so I, I need to give him uh, a big shout out. Their links are in the description. Today on the show, we got, <laughs> we got Dustin, Sean, and Ryan. How are you guys doing?
1: Yeah, thanks for having us, Mark.
2: The three of you guys are Team Snagging Whiskers, right? We will, we also include my son Landon. He's just in bed right now because he's got school. Oh, Landon!
0: Room. Oh, we don't want to wake. Do we need to be quiet so we don't wake him up? He's upstairs. <laughs> All right, Landon. Big shout out if you're watching this after the fact. Um, so, where are you guys from?
1: Ahead, uh, Mark, we're from uh, we're from Central Virginia and we fish uh primarily on the james river so we'll fish uh, both sides of richmond the east side and the west side but uh, the east side is definitely our favorite that's the home of the monster cats
0: so how long have you guys been out that way have you guys like lifelong cat fishermen on the james
1: no no i i've lived here my whole life uh i just uh, been a recreational fisherman probably my whole life and I really got into it more as Ryan's gotten older. And um, Dustin took us catfishing. What year was that, Dustin? 2019? About, two years,
2: about, about
1: the two years ago, I think. Yeah, two or three years ago.
0: Cool. And how did you guys meet? How did you guys start fishing together?
1: Uh, Dustin and I worked together. And uh, we were working on a project together. And somehow another, we got to talking about boats and fishing. And next thing you know, I ended up on his boat. And we ended up down at the Benjamin Harrison Bridge catching blue cats. And I'm like i think i like this better than bass fishing
0: (laughs) (laughs) ain't that the truth you know i tried bass fishing for a little while and i'm going to tell you guys a little secret i wasn't very good at it so i got (laughs) i got some friends who are really good at it and they wouldn't help me so maybe are they my friends yeah they're my friends i'm just kidding (laughs) shout out to violet and eric b what's up you guys they're pretty good friends of mine and they're uh I consider them to be good friends of mine. Whether that goes the other way, I don't know. But they're they're excellent bass fishermen, whether it's largemouth or smallmouth. But I have to admit, and I'm going to hurt some feelings here. Smallmouth make for some tasty sandwiches. I ain't even going to kid like that. Are you guys allowed to use bass on the river on the James? No, sir. But you but you can use. Are you guys using uh, gill nets for bait for shad? Yes, yes, sir. That always amazes me. Yeah,
2: it, it, it does. a Game changer
0: i imagine it is um i just finally started getting into some big shad here on the fox and i see uh, the fish that you guys pull out whether it's stan or mike chavez and you guys some of the shad you guys are able to get into with those gill nuts that's pretty good but you got to be pretty careful with them don't you
1: as far as i mean the
0: cat the the gill nets because is there a lot of bycatch
2: um well we, uh, we were out a couple weeks ago. Uh, we dropped it at night and uh, we pulled in a couple of shad, but then we also had a small blue cat. And then we, what What else did we pull in, Ryan?
1: It was a pretty big striped bass. It's it was probably about a, what, a 16 inch striped bass? Yeah, 16 or 20 inch, prop, maybe closer to 20 inches.
0: Are striped bass something that you guys target at all, or, or is that just something you came across?
1: we don't target them at all we just happen to get one in the net we do occasionally fish for them uh down there on the the lg bass uh, lake gaston uh area but um no we don't target them while we're catfishing we're just trying to pick up the shad and the uh for the catfish bait
2: yeah i've never targeted uh stripers myself but my wife has caught one on some cut bait while we were catfishing
0: i uh i might have access to some wipers i've caught them before uh, when I was a young man, some hybrids on that tip of canoe, uh, but nothing of any size. So, uh, um, big stripers like on the Tennessee river and, uh, the, the ones like out on the East coast, the ocean ones that come in, those both are on my bucket list. They're definitely, uh, uh, up, up there on, on the want to catch deal. We got a question here from Miss Melissa. She is asking who's the main team leader of team Snag and
1: whiskers. Ryan <laughs> Is that true Ryan? Sometimes. Oh, I thought you said who's the muscle on the team? Oh.
0: <laughs> well, just Ryan's probably both I'm going to guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, we all, I, don't I don't know that we actually have a main team there. I mean, we we both do uh we both have our strengths when it comes to this channel. Uh we all have our strengths when it comes to this channel. Um uh, I like to talk, so i I do a lot of the talking. Um, Sean can be the comedy relief when we're out on the boat. <laughs> um, but Sean is doing is doing a heck of a job uh, as of late putting up all our our shorts and stuff. So, you know, a lot of credit goes to him for you know, doing all doing all that kind of stuff. I don't have a lot of time with um and neither does he i mean he doesn't have he has he probably he's probably busier than i am when it comes to that kind into the you know the the life stuff um but uh i don't have a lot of time to do a lot of edited videos and he and you know we found that shorts are, are a really good way uh at this point to to grow our channel so sean's been killing it with the shorts so
0: so who does your video editing who's creating the shorts who's doing the videos Uh, it's a a combo
1: yeah we we go back and forth on the videos i guess i probably do 90 percent of the shorts um and we try to post anywhere between one to four or five per day and um as far as videos we kind of go back and forth on the videos Mm -hmm. Uh, i think dustin you just dropped one just recently didn't you
2: i did actually just about five minutes before the show started i just dropped one uh, on the new rod rack we just put on sean's boat so, yeah, I was
0: watching that today. It's a good video. I want to remind everybody: uh, if you haven't checked out their channel, make sure you check it out. We have links in the description. If maybe one of my mods could post those uh, links in uh, the chat box, I'd appreciate it. Uh, if you haven't subbed uh, to Team Stag and Whiskers, I highly recommend you do. I kind of I binge watched some of your videos this afternoon while I was working, and there's a lot
1: of good stuff there. Definitely. We really appreciate that.
0: Four shorts a day? Huh. That's insane.
1: Yeah, that's what that's what we've been doing the past I don't know maybe 4 to 6 weeks and just looking at stats I think we picked up between 4 and 500 subscribers uh in the past 4 to 5 weeks mainly that's, off the shorts.
0: That that's a good way of picking up your viewership. Are you are you finding that your views have gone up um in cord- in, in conjunction with the yes. the people that you're getting? That's cool. Um how about TikTok? You guys posting those same shorts over to TikTok?
1: I started a TikTok a while back and uh I, I just it's, I have a hard time getting into it. I mean, I'm 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 older and I don't know. It's 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 <laughs> well, not quite you my thing. Usually home I'm, I'm pointing at me, pointing at myself. <laughs> I understand. I'm approaching 50. <laughs>
2: yeah, t- TikToks I, I I mean, I watch I watch them sometimes the TikTok videos, but I just for me uh what we do is more of a I don't know, I, I guess family not family friendly, but it's it's more of a We like the smaller audience. You know, we can, it's hard to interact when you have, you know, 20,000 people watching you and chatting at the same time, trying to keep up with all that. I like interacting with chat. I like answering questions. I like telling people what we're doing. And it's hard to do that when you have so many people uh, posting in chat. I just, I just don't know that uh, for me, I, I I like it. I like the smaller, um, the smaller environment that YouTube provides for us.
0: I, I I get it. Um I've been live a few times on TikTok and you're absolutely right. It's kind of like machine gun questions and stuff, which is fine. All you can do is uh answer them the best you can and and the stuff that that comes across your peripheral. Um somebody called me the Bob Rotha fishing on there one time i thought i was going to get upset but he's like no, no 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 that's a good thing that's a good thing that's pretty much one of my memorable events and i can t- i can talk from here until sun up about all the memorable stuff about conversations with people in in the youtube community uh, we've had whether it's in the chat box on other streams or 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 even my own or during the live fishing events, I get it, but there's a place for everything. Um, I've been trying to be a little more creative on the TikTok side in that short period of time that they're given to you, and it's it's paid off pretty good. So I think it all depends on how you look at it and, and what you're trying to achieve. Um, we we got some friends here in the community, you know, obviously you know Has and Ernie and and even Chunky that are doing really really well on on, on TikTok, and Mark from Fish and Magician 2.0. He's been at it for a while. I don't even think he does lives. He just does the video content and he's crushing it out there too so nice if you're a creator you know and you got some video laying around see what you can put together but i i highly recommend you know be creative if you're going to do the videos if you're going to do the lives that that's a different animal but if you're going to do videos the more creative you are the more tactical you are about what you put together you can definitely get you know half a million a million views on on a, a piece of video and and that does spill over into the youtube stuff so if, if you're a creator on either, either side um as far as the user um experience goes um yeah they're different i'm sure that uh ryan down there enjoys TikTok a little more than youtube huh ryan
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i'm sure the same goes for landing it there, there's a big age gap there which is fine i remember when i was landing age i was you know giving the finger to to all of my old folks and and all the older people that were trying to do it so i kind of get it i don't fault them for it at all so it happens <laughs> everybody. anyways there's my there's my tirade on all of that or my rant on that but it is i see a couple of people came in here i see justin's fish and fetish hope gabby's doing good i want to say hello to fish chisel how you doing fish chisel there's bob cat in case i didn't shout him out there's trophy seekers again right, there's my buddy super smurf eric there's Susquehanna Stan, and i think i got
1: everybody again awesome well hey ryan just wanted to pop in for a second he's he's got a uh, school and basketball tomorrow i just wanted to say hi and Ryan it was
0: it was nice meeting you say say good night to everybody out there in podcast and YouTube world
1: <laughs> good night
0: all right look at that he didn't even <laughs> flinch most kids <laughs> would be like uh you got a good kid there <clears throat> And if he's doing them shorts for you, I can't, uh, I'm jealous. I can't even get my wife to be a camera person on a fishing trip, but you won't do it. <laughs> and you know, what fascinates me is the dynamic between you two. Um, I got a bunch of guys that I fished with and, uh, and I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. I'm not stretching the truth or anything. I tried to get them to do YouTube literally for three years before I even started and they wanted nothing to do with it.
1: We've nothing got some little friends.
0: yeah i can't even get them to come on my podcast so we can you know chew the fat on here and talk some smack to each other and about some other people we know maybe that'll (laughs) change pretty soon hopefully it will but uh um it 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 takes a certain person to want to be out there in the public eye especially when you're sharing your your passion which which i know mine is fishing and i'm guessing the same for you too right right yeah absolutely yeah absolutely there we go i went on another rant so we're um so what were your some what are some of your favorite fishing moments together?
1: Putting you on the spot here. Well, I'll start. I, I gotta say, like probably our biggest fishing moment together was during the pontoon jody Thursday night flathead challenge. And I think it was probably the second one that we were in. And it was late in the night, probably in that one o'clock hour. We were kind of tired. And I think the high tide was coming in. And we were up near the city in Richmond on the James. And all of a sudden, the bite was just on. And it was one thirty pounder after the next 40-pounder. And uh, I, I forgot how many we landed, but it was four. Four, four over 30 within, like, an hour. And, you know, you can see we're not spring chickens. And we were wore out and excited. And uh, it, it was it was a moment to remember. Yeah,
2: that was absolutely our first... Our first really i was as our best fishing night up to that point um we'd only been fishing i mean we've been fishing together for probably about a year and a half now we've been doing youtube uh, on the same channel as team snag and whiskers for just over a year now um and i have to say my fish, my my, my favorite fishing moment goes uh, a little bit further back and that would be the very first time that i took sean and ryan out on the boat um because and it we went, out, um, uh, we went out a little bit down downriver, uh, and we were catching some fish. They had never been really catfishing before because, of course, Ryan is, a, is a, um, a bass angler, and Sean was um, a bass angler, angler as well. Uh, and so we took him out. Uh, we, we hooked into a few small catfish, um, and then we just took a trip. We, we, we went all the way down from uh, the Benjamin Harrison Bridge all the way up to the 95 corridor we passed jimmy dean's place on the river um just doing some sightseeing and just just hanging out with them and and a little bit of fishing we did in the beginning um and knowing after it was done that he was i just saw the look in his eye he was hooked and they (laughs) and it was from that point forward we i mean we've been fishing um pretty much almost at least once a week for the last year and a half together and it's it's I look forward to every time we go out there's always something to look, there's always something new that comes up. Um, You know, I'm always excited who's going to catch the bigger fish, who's going to break their PB. And it's, it's just, anytime we go out together is exciting for me.
0: And once it's not, then, that's when it ends I, at least for me it is so I know uh, some people have it no, I'm we're not gonna get into that Uncle chief has a question he says is bacon an essential food packed on all
2: your fishing trips asking for a friend <laughs> <laughs> uh, well personally I don't I, I typically don't take anything out on the boat that I have to use uh, my hands too much to uh, <laughs> to eat so um, things that are uh, in packages or um, Uh, I don't. I don't particularly like shad flavored bacon. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, I
0: don't care. Bacon is, <laughs> bacon, bacon is life. You guys all know my fascination with it, at least out here in the checker. I love me some bacon. I've eaten bologna sandwiches covered in shad scales. It wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but it's still got the bite to go. So yeah. I don't know. Everybody says that as soon as you start eating on a boat, that's when the fish start to bite when you're busy eating. Yeah. I think if you're eating sh- stuff with shad scales on it, it magnifies the effect. So maybe everybody
1: <laughs> should try it. <laughs> uh, mark i'll tell you what D- dustin's not a big eater when we're out fishing i i'm always like i gotta get like that 14 inch sub at wawa and uh-huh. you know I, ryan will eat snacks the entire time we're fishing dustin doesn't he doesn't eat he doesn't drink it can be 100 degrees outside i'm like he, he, he's not eating or drinking um you know what i i i'm
0: Gonna to have to agree with, with Dustin on this. I'm kind of the same way. Usually, I'll, I'll buy like those little packs of uh trail mix. If I got some like bacon left over, I might throw a few pieces in there. If I'm fishing an all nighter, I might grab something with a, probably more sugar than this old guy needs to eat because sugar will keep me up at night. But but other than that, I, I never really get hungry when I'm on the river, but you know when it's a slow night when you're fishing flatheads it's it, it can be a it can be a long night and you know if you're not going to grind through it and you're not going to be very successful at it so do you guys target flatheads at all i guess is my next question
2: well we have we have um <laughs> matter of fact uh, funny story with that first uh, pontoon jody challenge we did it was our first one we did together sean when we had uh, 200 pounds just over 200 pounds in four hours of fish mm-hmm. um we actually we fish with all live bluegill, and the whole point for Jody's challenge is flatheads. And mm-hmm. uh, in the upper part of the river in the city where we where we fish, there's a lot of tree overhang on the bank, um, and a couple of uh, you know little eddies that shoot out. So a lot of rocks. So we were actually, believe it or not, targeting flatheads, and we caught nothing but blues and channels all night long.
0: Yeah, channel cats will take the live bait like nobody's business. If they mm-hmm. if they think there's an injured one anywhere near, they'll either finish the job if they can't, you know, take the whole bait or or they'll take the bait. Some some of my bigger channels here on the Fox, like in the 14 pound range, have been, you know, on nine inch bluegills, surprisingly. Wow.
2: So yeah, we caught I think we caught what was a seventeen pound flathead out of that very first first spot. That was kind of what put us on that spot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. In the first place. Yeah.
0: And they that spot good. continued? Does that spot continue
2: to pay for you? In the springtime. Yeah. In and it's springtime. kind of funny on the
1: James. Sometimes we'll accidentally hook into the flatheads too. The other other night, we weren't targeting them. And we, we I, what was that one? That was 17 or 18 pounds, I believe.
2: Yeah, on a piece of cut shed.
1: Yeah, just in the middle of the channel, which was crazy. So, yeah, sometimes we get them by accident. but um, But, yeah, we have targeted them before.
0: Yeah, I've caught my biggest flatheads on smallest pieces of cut bait, to be honest with you. But a lot of people say you got to use live bait, got to use live bait. And I think live bait helps, but I don't think the big ones care. I think there's a mix between getting them. I, I think it's a, definitely a mix and getting them while they're traveling. If they come across that bait, they're they're going to go after it. Um, I think live bait's better during the day because it'll call them in. If there's one within 100 yards and they can feel, you know, with their uh, – um, feel a a bait struggling near them, I think they're going to investigate. But, you know, that's just trial and error over the years. That's what I like to think is right. We got a question here from Stephanie over at Real Gals Fish. She says, uh, what are y'all's plans for your channel this coming
1: year?
2: You want to take that, Sean?
1: Yeah, well, uh, of course, we talked about the shorts earlier. Um, We've been trying to put a video, video out every week, so we're trying to do a weekly video. Um, whether it's, you know, air fishing trip for the week, you know, like a recap or like Dustin just dropped a video on a, a DIY. Um, that's the big thing. And of course we try to do, I don't know, anywhere between three to four lives a month also. So we're trying to get part of the lives, part of the, you know, the edited video. And then, like I said, one to five shorts, um, per day is, is our goal for actually growing our channel. Um. If you want to expand, Dustin,
2: I was going to say um, we don't have I don't know that we have necessarily any plans for the channel at this point. Um, we have we have some things we're talking about for uh, for the near future um, that I think we I think we can tie our channel into that will um, be a good segue to what we're we're looking at in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, just we're just talking about some things um, in the next couple of years but um right now we're just out there having fun we we both love fishing we both love pulling them big blues um we love doing it together it's a lot of fun when the kids are out on the boat you know um it just it makes it that much better you know when you can fishing's fun when you can share it with your friends and family it's even it's it's even better
1: right we we get a lot of a lot of people too asking hey can we come out with you all like people that we know locally or even that we know from youtube so we we've really enjoyed having like other people come fish with us that Don't normally fish our area so we've we've really enjoyed that aspect of it also we've had some of the guys from the schuylkill come down recently that fish with us and um we've had some local guys um have fish with us also so that's that's been a neat part also is sharing this with other people absolutely
0: that brings that brings a one question to mind you guys having any spot poachers because uh you guys being on youtube how are you guys dealing with all that
2: well I, one thing I you know I always say there's not really any secrets the river's big there's I mean if 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 we go to one spot there's somebody there's I know where there's another spot there's there's not to me I mean if you want if you want to come down and fish the James if you want to say hey where, where would you go if you were in this area I'm going to tell you I mean if if we're going to go out there and, and you've asked where where we think you might go then if, if we think you're there we're somewhere else. And there's not it like i said it's it's a big river it's a, it's a lot of miles between the city and um and down river where we fish uh, near herring creek area so there's not i don't i don't necessarily think we've had any people poach any of our spots so mm-hmm. not, i mean on a boat it's it, it's it's different than on the bank like here on the james river you you've probably got maybe 10 to 15 good bank spots on both sides of the river for the entire stretch so there's not a lot of bank spots but pretty much everybody knows about those ones anyway mm-hmm. so unless you found a hidden one that nobody knows about then
0: i only fish those spots so i don't film those spots i don't go live on them i don't film them but i do pretty good on a couple of them but other than that any other spot that i mainly fish whether it's in my boat or on the bank they're pretty much community community holes you know if i want to fish a spot under the you know the and not let anybody know i'll do it at night if anything you know at night you don't know where you're at on video there's a few diehards out there but they know where i fish anyway so it don't really matter but someone who's you know new to the game who doesn't know me who doesn't see me on the river they have a hard time figuring out where i'm at so i know a lot of people that get upset thinking that i'm giving away spots so do you guys ever run to anybody like that
1: i haven't no 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 I mean, poaching spots. We stole all of stand spots, so we're probably guilty (laughs) of it. (laughs) Speaking
0: of Stan, Stan says, congrats to Sean on his new PB Blue during the tourney on Saturday. What did you catch? Why don't you tell everybody what you got?
1: Uh, We got a Blue Cat, and uh, he was right at 34 pounds. So that was kind of cool on the uh, James River versus the Tennessee Challenge this weekend. So um, he came about, what do you think, Dustin, maybe two hours into the tournament? Yeah. Uh, two hours. And uh, he was, uh, I think I was sitting in about 28, 29 feet of water, kind of on the ledge of the channel um, down towards Hopewell, Virginia. So uh, it was quite a takedown. I think I just posted a short a couple hours ago. So if you want to go back and watch the short um, and it's on the new rod rack that Dustin designed and it's, uh, oh, it was, it was a good fight. Good fight. So, and I actually had a, a friend of ours, uh, Dave, was on the boat with me for the first time and uh he got to net that monster and uh it was it was tough getting him in that net but we we had a good time catching him
2: the funny thing is I pulled my PB out uh that almost that same exact spot a week earlier I pulled a 50 out of that almost same exact spot
0: yeah that's a big fish I don't care what anybody says either of them. you said it was a 38 pounder right Sean
1: about
0: uh, 34 pounds 34 pound or a 50 pounder they're both very 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 respectable fish you know a lot of people that are listening here they don't have fish that are available to them like that so right. you know every now and then somebody like myself might trip across a good fish uh but if you're out there grinding you it's going to happen more often um I guess that's my whole opinion that's actually how I look at it you know for myself you know if i get on a big fish i consider myself lucky if anything so i use a lot of textbook tactics and and i go from there and the reason why i bring that up is because you had mentioned a ledge if you're a cat fisherman at home and you're finally or you're just getting onto a boat or if you've been on a boat for a long time and and going from like bass to to, to catfish use the textbook tactics only a little deeper points right rocks any structure ledges or how they travel safely back and forth stuff like that you're going to get lucky more often that's how you get on the big fish is putting that time on those textbook spots so yeah that goes back to you know spot poachers and stuff there's those kind of spots everywhere some might be a little better than others but other than that's my that's my whole feeling on it and i really think that you know the guys that i used to fish with that refused to do a youtube channel with me and be my partners in this whole thing are are too afraid about giving up what they they consider to be great spots but
2: that's another thing i'll tell you one of the things i've seen um on some of the guys that catch a lot of the the monsters like the 60 70 80 90 pounders out of the james When you see them post videos or pictures, you're seeing the horizon. You're not seeing land. You're Mm -hmm. seeing the person, the fish in the sky. Because they're not they're not showing you where they're at. Uh
0: Put put your camera low. Yep. (laughs) Put your camera low and shoot up into the sky. That that's a good trick to use. When you're talking a fish of that caliber and that size, and you're gonna release that fish, you know. Do like Spencer over at River Certified does. If you're going to release a video, give it a few weeks, if not a month or two, before you release that video. Give that fish time to skedaddle out of there. Uh, Blue Cats, you know, I've had talks with Lyle and stuff have been, you know, GPSed and known to travel 600 miles on the on the Mississippi. I imagine wow. it's it's pretty wow. close on, on the James River, too. How, do you guys have any idea how big the James River is from start to finish? It's pretty long, isn't it?
2: It it runs from the one 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 side of the state to the other. I don't know exactly how long. Stan might know uh, on, in chat. I know um, as far as the tidal section that we fish. I think it's That's what barking. about 180 miles, 175 miles from the bay yeah. up to the to the 95 bridge.
1: Yeah, yeah. The tidal section I believe is like 170, 180 nautical miles. Um, but yeah, once you get on the uh, east or west side of Richmond, the non-tidal section that goes. I guess, all the way to West Virginia, I would imagine.
2: All up to the mountains, yep.
1: Yeah, so I don't know how far Things that are is. It's one of the only
2: rivers that runs the entire length of the state.
0: How about it? Like dams and spillways and stuff? Are, are there some of those on the James, or is it pretty much free-flowing?
2: There yeah. are, actually. Go ahead, Sean.
1: No, I was just going to say that we have the uh, Bosher Dam, which is a um, one of the dams on the west uh, side of the city, and there's a stretch there where you can put boats in, and there's a – I don't know, maybe one or two public boat landings. And I think it's a 12 mile stretch where you can actually put your boat in there. And there's some decent blue cats and it's decent flathead fishing in there. Also, we don't fish that area a whole lot. And actually it's right here in my backyard. I just, we don't fish it that often. We go down towards the other side of the city on the uh, east side. Um, But there, there is that section on top of that 170, 180 mile stretch of the James River that you can actually put put a boat in.
2: I'll tell you, we we like I said, we usually fish the lower section, the tidal section, of the James. But we did go up for Jody had her flathead tournament, um, and we actually put in uh, in the upper James. And I was shocked at the difference. Like when we go down to the lower part of the James, it's it's I mean it's it's murky water. You, but you go up to the up to the upper part of the James, which is only about a 20 difference, and you're looking at five to six feet of water. I can see the bottom. It's clear as you know it's it's clear as day so i was shocked to see how clear that water was up there but i I know it's mountain water too so
1: right yeah it's
0: a lot of runoff and stuff so
1: yeah when you get down towards the dam it gets down to what 15 16 17 feet down there but like i said it's a 12 mile run from the boat ramp so it's you got to have the time on your hands to make the run to get down there where the bigger fish are yeah
0: what what kind of boats are you guys fishing out of
1: um, I've got a low roughneck. uh, it's an 18 foot boat, 1860, uh, run a little Honda 60, um, horsepower motor off the back. So and what do you,
0: what are you doing top end on that? Uh,
1: low, yeah, low thirties,
0: you know, to, to go how many miles you said it was 16 miles.
1: It's about twelve miles from the twelve ramp. miles. Yeah, that Downs takes
0: a little ramp. while to go, and and I know for a fact I'm running a forty, and I fish like an eighteen mile stretch of river, and it's 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 a twenty minute ride from one end to the other, thirty
2: minute ride. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I fish, I'm sorry. Um, go ahead, Dustin. My my boat is actually a uh, not a fishing boat. <laughs> I, I
0: noticed the the ski pylon in the back every time I see it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, um. It's actually a Bayliner Element. Okay. Uh, it's a Bayliner Element XL, which is their 18-foot model. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 kind of a mix between a pontoon and a V bottom. It's, it's called an M hole so it's it's a lot more stable. So um, is it
0: like a tri hole kind of similar to a tri hole
2: uh, kind of, yeah. So it, it comes down on the outside, then goes up, and then comes back down to the V. Yeah. Okay. So they call it a uh, Bayliner calls it an M hole Okay. So I got, I really got that. We had a V bottom at first, me and my, my family had a V bottom. Um, but uh, my dad, when he lived in the area um, he had had some strokes and he had a hard time keeping his balance and walking and getting him on that boat was, was uh, scary. You know, cause mm-hmm. if he fell in, I don't, you know, I don't know what he'd be able to how, Yeah. In. How do you pull him
0: out? Yeah. I, right. I can relate with that. Definitely.
2: So, so we looked and we found this, this boat and it, it serves both purposes like i can I, I it's got a 90 horsepower um four stroke on the back a mercury um which is quiet as all get out i mean you ask Stan, yeah. we'll sit there and he'll be like is is the motor running <laughs> i'm like wow. yeah yeah it's running um but anyway it, that i can get probably 35 40 miles an hour by myself on my with my 90 horsepower but nice. it, it's kind of fun cuz when you're when you're riding on that boat and you and you make a churn it the boat doesn't tilt it's like you're fish tailing in a car you, you kind of just slide around the corner. corner yeah so it's, it's real fun i love the boat it, it's great because and that's why i made the rod rack that i did uh for my boat because i can take those outside rod holders that are on the the perf, perf tubing on the outside i can take those off and stow them put rubber caps on and now the the back uh um seats on the back of the boat are free for the kids to jump off of and climb up on and stuff like that so
0: yeah, ingenuity keeps you on the water longer if you can keep the family happy and then get out there and fish. I, I have no problems with that. You know, I'm not a pontoon go, guy myself, but I definitely understand pontoon boats. Trust Absolutely. me, had one for a long time. I had a bay liner too. Our bay liner treated us really well, but that was a long time ago. I had a bow rider. Uh, pretty good stuff. They're, they're great, great boats. Um, I I don't know what the price points are, but when I had mine, we we were just getting into boating. So it was at the good price point back in the day. I don't know what, what, is that true to this day too, Uh, Dustin?
2: Well, my boat, I actually, um, so the element is actually Bayliner's um, trying to, it's kind of their entry level boat for at a lower price for beginning boaters. Mm-hmm. um My boat, with I think off the showroom floor, uh, it was a 2015. I didn't buy it. I bought it. It was two years old when I bought it, um and I so I bought it in 2017. It was a 2015, and I I paid 15 for it. Even nice. The motor still had two two years left on the a warranty left on it when I bought it.
0: That's a no brainer, right there. Yeah. If you can still get in, if you can get into a boat and save that kind of money, why why would you you know? Why wouldn't you do it? I mean, I'm looking at boats that are like three to five years old and they're taking like $30,000 hits in them. It's like, yep, it's
2: crazy. Do I want to take that hit
0: or do I want somebody else to take that hit?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, how did you guys come up with the idea for the rod rack on your video on your uh, channel? Um, so Was that a necessity,
2: okay. really? Yeah. Um, I, I, I did not because I, I didn't want to cut into the fiberglass on my boat to mm-hmm. put rod holders in. Um, I was always trying to figure out where I could. I could only fish with like two or three rods at one time because I had nowhere to put them. Um, so I think two, uh, maybe about a year and a half ago, I actually um, put my first rod rack, which was just uh, lumber. I, I took a, a one by four and I cut some notches out of it. And I, I slid it in at an angle, and then I, I slid it down onto where my tow bar is. And then I bolted it down with some U-bolts and then put the rod holders on the outside, and there you go. I mean, I could always take the U-bolts off, you know, lift it up. I had to take the – this is one of the reasons I modified that. I had to take the rod holders off one side. Um, <laughs> Danny,
0: keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw you off. I just didn't want to forget to read that to
2: Danny. Um, so I actually cut that one in half and I, um, I put some clamps on it to try to get it so I could actually take it apart from the middle and slide it out that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I needed something that was, that was a little bit more versatile, but more, uh, not stable, but, uh, permanent. So now I have that, that, that one inch perf tubing is perfect. Like I, it's, it's just wide enough where it sticks off about an inch and a half off either side of my my, my tow bar um, and the other, it's it's solid. I'm, I, I love it. Um, and I use the same perf tubing for Sean's. Um, and it's it's so much easier for, for the YouTube aspect for his boat. And it, it's so much easier to be able to see all the rods in
1: one spot. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, yeah.
0: And there, there's nothing better than a good, you know, setup for your rod racks in a boat. I went from using some, some smaller ones that served me well I'm not going to name the brand of those to to go in with you know with the multi bars and, and I'm not turning back. If I could build something as good as that I would and, and if you're listening on a podcast or you're out in chat, if you're looking for some rod racks and you're not as handy <laughs> as some people, uh <laughs> Give Colton a, a shout out. Links in the description. Danny Stone Outdoors made a comment here that I highlighted. It kind of threw <laughs> threw us off our game a little bit. He says, I bought a boat at Walmart last week, but passed out blowing it up. So we thought that was kind of humorous. Danny's always making everybody smile and chat. So if you listen to the podcast, come on over to the uh, my YouTube channel, Catfish and Crappie, and, and join in the fun every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central
2: Standard Time. So did that boat float, Danny? I mean, I mean, did it, did it, did it float away? Because I think you're full of hot air sometimes.
0: Sometimes feeding. <laughs> I also, we want to remind, remind everybody in chat that we are going to do a giveaway for one of the new catfish and crappie bait towels, Though a lot of people have been asking for them, they see them on my live feeds and stuff. So if you want a uh, chance at winning that, you got to be in chat. And I see there's my buddy Takedown Catfish and just came into. What's going on, Kenneth? How you doing, Knucklehead? That's a pet <laughs> name for us. That's not a bad name,
1: folks. <laughs> We like Kenneth. He, uh, he fishes close to us. He's right down the street from me.
0: Kenneth is good people. There's so many uh-huh. good people that we've met that I've met and had the opportunity to fish with everything from, you know, uh, going out to Ohio to fish with the crosses. You know, I, I got to meet the the whole Ohio gang, including, you know, Roger and, and, and whisker pig and, and, and war pigs, all of them good people. And, and Justin's fishing fetish to, to fishing with, with Lyle and, and, and Chris over at hooks and hammocks up in Mendota got to meet, you know, Rob and, and Parker, it just the list never ends. It, I'm really happy that I've taken part in all of this. So.
2: Yeah. We're looking forward to hopefully doing that in the future too. This, I guess that's one thing that I would, I'd say that we have kind of on our list of things to do is, is travel to some more places. We did get to travel out to the dock to, to fish with Tom and we met uh, Melissa mm-hmm. there and um, ate some great food Um and so, and then of course, we had some folks, Ed Evans and Jeff Beal from uh, the Schuylkill River in Pennsylvania, came down to fish with us on the James. Um, of course, we live right next to the mayor, two stands, so stand two and stand three. So we get to fish with him quite often. So we're looking yeah, How far are fly-
0: you from Stan? What's that? Are you literally like
2: really close to Stan? I didn't know that. 15 minutes from his house. I pick him up every time, a lot of times when we go fishing oh nice good for you guys i'm sure stan appreciates
0: it too stan loves to fish and he'll go on every chance he gets yeah, we like
1: Stan on the boat
0: nothing he's beats a, like a huge fish to to on the
1: boat.
0: i'm telling you when you're live streaming either having somebody reading chat, or, or even better having stan on there he does a good job with with handling everybody in chat so once stan <laughs> gets to talking look out he's got <laughs> he's there he'll start throwing up them twos like a madman <laughs> so um what what are some of your opinions about getting into this whole youtube thing i mean have they all been good anything bad out there
2: happening i'll let you go first sean
1: uh you know we always hear all the stuff about you know all the bad stuff that's going on and you know Dustin and i we've chatted about it you know on and off and you know our experience has been good you know we we haven't really seen the the bad side of it and maybe i mean we're we're newer, but we're not brand new. So maybe we just haven't, haven't experienced it yet. So we've um, it's all been pleasant. I mean, we enjoy everybody that's, that's out there, you know, in the chat and, you know, we, we, I, I don't know. It's, it's been a lot, it's been a good experience for us. Very so. cool.
0: How about you, Dustin?
2: Yeah. um, The YouTube thing has been, I know when I first started, I, I remember you know, sitting in the kitchen talking to my wife, um, telling her, you know, thinking about starting a YouTube channel and all this stuff. And I was nervous. I didn't I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. I didn't know what I was going to say. Um, but once that once I hit the camera, it I just started talking and it, it felt comfortable. Um, and we, like I said, we've met a bunch of, of awesome people and we've heard a lot of things um, from a lot of different people, but nothing that has actually touched our channel or affected us in any way. Um, I don't know if that's because we just don't let it or if we kind of just do our own thing and, you know, and we, we're enjoying the journey. So, you know, whatever, whatever happens, happens. If it's, you know, if it's bad, then we, we talk about it off camera sometimes. Um, but it's nothing that kind of sticks with us because, I mean, like I said, it's one of those things that if it, if it doesn't affect you directly, then it, it then there's really nothing much to talk about. Right.
0: Right. Pretty much. I always say it's none of my business what other people think of me. And I think a lot of the drama that you hear let goes of is is self-made stuff that doesn't need to be there. Um, I did a little research. And if you guys are listening, there's 19 million searches a month on YouTube alone just for the word fishing. 19 million every month. If you can't get some of that traffic, you're you're not trying hard enough, plain and simple. So that's all I'm going to say. It being self-made drama other than that. Um, a, a lot of people have, you know, co-hosts and stuff on their show and I've had a couple, a little bit of drama about me doing this stuff. So, and it's just like, uh, I don't want to impose on anybody to be up here with me every Monday night first. And second off, it's like, I like doing what I want. I don't, play well with others sometimes i ain't gonna lie but i like to fish with others so maybe someday if we're (laughs) we're close we're gonna we'll fish together guys i need to get up there on the james i'm really looking forward to it i got a list but the running joke and the weekend anglers definitely started this joke because i'll always you know i always get these grandiose ideas that i'm going to travel and fish with everybody and i'll ask their zip code right just to see how many miles it is and then i look and it's like oh my god 16 hours holy smokes that's a long drive i ain't going there (laughs) <laughs> so that's kind of the running joke, but
1: hey, you're if I was a younger, man. Come, I'd do it. Always welcome to come to the James River. You're always welcome. Thank you. And you're
0: always guys are always welcome up here. You know, we do that uh, uh, spring trip up here to. I was, I, I was, per, I was made to promise I wouldn't mention the place that we go to in the spring. So if you guys are interested in coming out to my neck of the woods in the spring, I'd be happy to give you directions and where we're staying. But other than that, uh, uh, if anything, Luke Henges has taught me is don't talk about that spot like we talk about that spot. So get on some big channel cats if you're ever interested in that. So, All right. Cool. Look at this. Mr. Murillo says, you don't scare me, Mark.
1: Mr. <laughs> Murillo's a
0: big boy. Not too many people scare the agent. What's going on, Mike T? How you doing? <laughs> Other than that, what are some of your uh, dream destinations now that we're talking about fishing? If you could go anywhere and fish, where do you guys think you'd go?
2: Hmm a good question i mean like like anybody like any angler or any good catfish angler or anybody you talk to you always think your home water is always the best right um no i don't think that at okay. all okay i love my home water <laughs> okay <laughs> let me let me rephrase that i think the james river is probably one of the best cat fisheries in the in the nation um but i, I don't know i i think for me it's it's going to meet other people and fishing where they fish. Like I'd love to go fish with Jody at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I do Joe, I, I co-host Jody's show. Um, and I, I see, you know, the fish that they catch and the fun that they have. And I'd love to go fish with, uh, with her and maybe, and maybe, in, maybe, maybe Daryl from trophy Seeker outdoors. That's stretching it a little bit. Oh, maybe. Why
0: would you want to do that? Why would I, you want well, to?
2: Fish? <sighs> I know. I, like I said, maybe, Um. <laughs> Love you, Danny.
0: Or Daryl and Danny. Why did Danny come to mind when we were talking about that?
2: Subconsciously.
0: <laughs> so sorry, Danny.
2: I would say I would say Danny Stone, but he's in Missouri, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, I'm originally from Kansas, Colorado, flat flat plains area and I have no desire to go back there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I no, I'd, I'd love to go meet Danny and fish with Danny
1: there. Um but Bobcat yeah, like says said. we can come bumping with him. What's that?
0: Chickamauga uh, Dam with Bobcat. He says, yeah, I'll fish with you. He'll take us bumping. Yeah. Right.
2: I got a what new rod that? reel that I can bump with. <laughs> Ancient Mariner came out with a new low-profile reel.
0: Oh, oh, did they? I didn't know that. Maybe I'll, I'll have to check that out. Oh, look at this. Dustin's going to go get that Ancient Mariner low-profile. I didn't know they had them.
2: He just came out with it
0: take a look look at that bad boy now let me see that compared to your hand is that a larger reel Uh, show me the side thing you know how much uh line you can fit on that bad boy oh yeah Uh, it's a decent size reel
2: it's uh for if you only use a 30 pound braid it's 300 yards okay so i use i put 80 pound on here i'm not sure how much i put on here um probably 200 maybe 175 something yeah.
0: like that yeah if you're bumping you got to get them lines way back behind the boat so the more line you can put on there the better huge power very cool. very cool yeah my bumping setup i got my my rod from lyle over at uh black horse customs and i i got a nice okuma citrix that i like i don't i haven't bumped yet but i use it for floating baits into log piles and stuff that i need to hold on constantly so it kind of serves the same purpose so that bumping is always something that, that I want to try. I really, like my one destination, I want to fish with Lyle on the Missouri. I want to go bumping on the Missouri River. Go check that out and nice. see what we can do there. I want to fish, you know, bump Chickamauga with, with Bobcat. That'd be another. Those are my, and then sa- outside of St. Louis too, those are my three bumping destinations. Yeah,
1: bobcat as far as, as like
0: dream them. destination fishing, mine's usually on the other side of the world having to do with a giant trevally, so... <laughs>
2: I'll be honest with you i'm not i'm not a big fan of flying um and i really really have no desire to go anywhere um that i have to fly over Mm uh ocean for 16 hours so
0: yeah i don't really care about flying so it doesn't matter to me something also you know us cat fishermen and even us crappie fishermen something about throwing 12 inch plugs for two three hours a day that doesn't really get my goat but something about having a fish that'll peel every ounce of line off your spool that kind of gets peaks my interest so uh mike marilla's got a question about whether the drag has a click on that dustin i know that the okuma does it does uh, Mike. oh no the drag like when you turn the drag is it oh uh, yes
2: i'm sorry the drag yes it does
0: Cool. Yeah, that's a big deal.
2: A lot of guys with
0: these big round reels take a lesson from that. I don't know if it's just something that's going to break or whatever. So Black Friday is coming up. I want to remind everybody that me and Lyle are going to be on Chad's show, The Bait Shop. I'm hoping Freddie will make it, but after today, I'm not quite sure that's going to be possible. (laughs) Like I said, Freddie took a beating from our buddy Chad. So Um, so, uh, you guys got anything you need to buy on Black Friday?
1: Oh, of course we do. Of course we do <laughs> i like the way you talk sean i uh i've been looking at the electronics i uh i don't have the greatest electronics on my boat i just upgraded uh i don't know maybe a year ago i got the uh Tirova, uh trolling motor put on the boat which has been a game changer great
0: trolling uh, motor i got an Altera. my next boat i'll probably get a Tarova if i don't move this one over i can't yeah. say enough good things about those trolling motors
1: I tell you I've been really looking at that side scan. I I'd, I'd love to have some side scan and you know a little better imaging on the boat, but ooh, there that's pricey. Side imaging, mind.
0: you know, there's some there's some good there's some good deals out there, some really good deals um on Black Friday. So go get you a Bass Pro Shop uh uh flyer oh, I've been looking i think they start tonight actually you know and and i shouldn't be talking like this because this one's gonna be a few weeks out as it's posted on the audio but you know uh hopefully before christmas there'll be some other deals so if you're listening to it on the audio uh go out there and check them out but there's some great black friday deals start
1: saving for next year if you're
0: listening on the audio through apple or or spotify
1: so nice. i was real lucky i got to go fishing with zach royce down on uh lake Gaston last week and oh really that- he's got that side imaging on his boat and you can, we were striper fishing and you could see those stripers coming at the boat from a you know a hundred and, and whatever feet away from the side. It's it's, that is the coolest thing. And, and I, I, hear that the, the flatheads, like you can really, you know, it's a game changer finding the flatheads with that side imaging. So I, I I'd, I'd like to check it out a little further. I-
0: I, you know, I've, I've seen a few flatheads on, on side imaging, not much. I've caught fish where you haven't seen anything on side image. I consider myself a pretty good, uh, uh, pretty good at the electronics on a boat. I've been doing it for quite some time. I've done a lot of research and stuff and, and they're great. Uh, my, my biggest word of advice to anybody who's getting into side image, use it to find structure, fish structure. The fish will come to structure if they're not there right away. You know, use, use the textbook tactics once again. 15, 20 minutes, move. 15, 20 minutes, move if you're not getting that. Um, stuff like that. Um, I got some good advice from uh, some people I'm going to have on the show here in the next week or two. I'm waiting to hear back from them, and uh, one of them's coming out on vacation. So, uh keep keep your uh uh, notification bells rung people got some great guests coming on here that know their electronics probably better than anybody so uh um, if you have any questions let me know send them to me i'll be happy to ask them if not you can always come in on the show and do it too but uh back to side scan. guys side scans a deal breaker especially in the shallow waters that i fish so Mm -hmm. i use the heck out of it um if it wasn't for side scan i wouldn't fish literally 50 percent, 60 percent of the places that i fish right, so, right and here's another preview we might be on to some uh, live scope action here pretty soon i got some ideas on, on on how i might incorporate that not just into my crappie fishing but into my cat fishing so i know a few guys that do it successfully so we'll see what happens uh what brand do you like where what brand are you thinking of sean
1: uh you know i'm open to whatever i just have a cheap little hummingbird on my boat now and um, I'm open, I'm open to whatever, I mean, I've looked at the Garmins and, the,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, I, I, I really just need to do more research on it and just kind of dig a little deeper into it to see, see what the best, what, what do you recommend, Mark?
0: I, uh, I'm not going to call any brands out. I've, I've, I know that each one of them have their, uh, um, pluses and minuses. Um, I know that, uh, I stay, I use Garmin because that's what I know. Um, right. when people ask me what you should use there there's always a model in all of their lineups that's a good one do your research stay with what you know that kind of lessens the learning curve once right. you get up into the higher end units and stuff it, it it a lot of times it does a lot of it for you so watch a lot of videos you got any questions reach out and ask people feel free to ask me i can help you walk through stuff so just use to learn to tweak your settings is all i'm going to say also a real good piece of advice that i got is uh, um go out and don't fish a day or two you don't know, treat it like a a learning day go drive by a piece of structure you know is there figure it out see what it looks like when you're driving by at an angle straight next to it this and that and it'll give you an idea in your head about you know how to use said tools so once you get it it is it is a game changer you know not just marking fish but finding those underwater points those humps those ledges you know where the rock piles are things like that those kind of tools are invaluable to me so yeah. i don't know where i'd be without it i know i'd have a lot less fish in a boat if it wasn't for electronics oh, uh, I, and i've caught fish prior to having electronics too people i'm not you know there's that whole argument you know oh real men catch fish without fish
2: finders but
0: you know if you're going to use a sledgehammer or a ball peen hammer to break up concrete they both work but what do you want to use <laughs> right yeah right. i'll right.
2: say that you know we've we've caught a lot of fish and, and we both have like basic electronics i mean i i honestly don't really use my fish finder that much I, I i more look for i'll look for the depth where i'm at and maybe find the ledge and that's it i mean because a lot of times what well, we won't even mark fish and we'll sit there for that 50 i don't think we marked anything we were just sitting there for maybe 45 minutes to an hour before he hit so i mean like i said we've caught a lot of fish now if it's a game changer oh i'll i'll be happy to, to, to it, double it, it.
0: I mean you start doing things like floating bait with light weights because you know there's that rock and you want your bait stuck in that rock or behind that rock. That that's where that kind of stuff really helps out where you start fine tuning your fishing. You know there's going to be fish that come in around those 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 boulders and stuff just as an example. Things like that. I mean the possibilities are endless on how it affects not just where you fish how you fish too so keep that all in mind out there if you're listening so i'm going off on a tangent so we're right at an hour here guys what do you say we do that giveaway real quick oh actually we'll do the giveaway here in a second i want to uh while we're doing this on a podcast i want to thank you guys for coming on the show you guys are great i want to remind everybody that the links to your the link to your channel is going to be in the description on the podcast as well as the YouTube video here. Also links to the channel supporting companies are down there. Give them a visit. If you happen to buy from them, Um, make sure that you uh, um, uh, let them know that I sent you to them. Uh, Let them know that we appreciate their support. Uh, Thank you everybody for watching sit tight and chat. We're going to do that giveaway here in a second. Um, Other than that, you guys got any closing words, anything you want to, anything you want to push? plug
1: Join check out friend. their channel folks they're looking yeah. at me <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you having us on here mark we've really enjoyed it
0: all right i'm glad you guys came out so sit tight we're going to do the giveaway here uh i want to tell everybody on a podcast good night thanks for listening have a good one get out and fish all right folks now uh, i'm going to share this out we're going to do the giveaway here let me share out this uh we'll talk a little bit while they're doing this let's see stream yard screen two you figure i would have this uh under control already if you want to get in to win a catfish and crappie bait towel they're on their way to me so probably won't ship till next week so sit tight folks but you will be added. i got a couple other prizes i need to send out and people know who they are i apologize for that um but we're going to get that done hopefully this week hopefully uh, over the long four-day weekend weather's changing i needed to take care of a bunch of stuff before then so if you want to get a catfish and crappie bait towel their black towels embroidered catfish and crappie logo on there enter in hashtag bait towel and i'll make sure to get that out to you as soon as i get it there we go we got some people entering so also i want to remind everybody in chat here that the uh, catfish and crappie merch store will be 35 percent off this friday so you can always go if you're on your phone to the about page section of the channel or you can go to the main page on a computer or a uh, a a tablet, I believe, and click on the link at the top or on the about, I think it's on both of them. And this Friday, if it goes there, you can get 35% off your total order. So cool. We'll send links to that in the community tab come Thursday night. And, uh, hopefully I can talk Chad and let me plug it on his channel. I doubt it though. He's kind of mad at me. (laughs) One of the most necessary pieces of fishing equipment. You ain't kidding. Especially if you're eating.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So you guys fish, are you fishing Thursday night or are you just hosting, Dustin? Just hosting. Okay, cool. Good deal. Are you guys got any plans to fish this weekend?
2: Well, they're doing the um, Ohio versus Cooper on Saturday.
0: Yes, they are. Oh, I meant to bring that up during the podcast, too, because you guys fished this weekend. I totally zoned on that.
2: Yeah, well, most of us did. Well, we (laughs) fished, yes. Uh, Team James James River did a fantastic job. Um, Two stands and I uh, struggled uh, mightily that day, but the rest of the team uh, held their own and and pulled their weight. But hopefully we'll get another chance at Tennessee, and uh, we'll take them down next time.
0: You know, we are going to do the one versus one in the spring here. We'll do the, the March Madness on my channel, definitely. We're going to get those dates out there. So uh, make sure that you guys, if you're in chat or whatever, you can always uh, um – uh put in to get on that as well and i see that eric over at super smurf is saying catfish and crappie hat those hats are on their way in the same box as those bait towels eric just so you know i will have them come friday I haven't figured out what i'm going to charge for them yet but they're going to be in line with with everybody else so it won't be anything that isn't uh um, bacon towel from uncle jeep you see that guys look at this
2: <laughs> bacon towel.
0: who doesn't love uncle jeep man me and him both have a passion for bacon
2: i've noticed
0: we do. We definitely do. <laughs> all right, guys. Last call for the giveaway. We'll give them another minute and then we'll draw. We got 30 people in there. If you haven't hit the thumbs up, I'd appreciate it if you did. ST Cat Fashion says it's all about the team. Absolutely. And take down, make sure you get it all one word, buddy. We got people looking out for each other on chat. John Boys told them how you doing, John Boys.
2: If I like to say one thing. Um, I know um, we're almost we're almost up to that one K for uh, subscribers, but our, our our viewing hours are are not quite where we need them to be. So if y'all can go out and uh, you know watch some of our videos, help us out a little bit in that area, that'd be fantastic.
0: That can't hurt. We can we can. Do something like that definitely. So give them some watch hours, folks. Go over to Team Snag and Whiskers and and turn them on and, and let them roll while you're working or while you're cleaning the house and so on. So appreciate it always that. Helps. My recommendation is do some some marathon lives. They'll get you a lot of hours. A lot of yeah. hours. Tell people to share you out in their community tabs and, and all over. And and you'd be surprised how fast they, they uh uh add up. So Okay. Yeah. Hey, there's Mr. Chavez. How are you doing, Mr. Chavez? All right, guys. Let's. What do you say we do this draw so I can let you guys get some sleep on the East Coast there? It's got to be getting <laughs> late there. All right, here we go, folks. We're going to do the giveaway here. This is for a catfish and crappie bait towel that will get shipped as soon as, well, probably the day after I get them. So, and uh, keep an eye out on the uh, uh, community tab. Hogleg okay. Catfishing! Congratulations, Congratulations. Hogleg. I got I think I got Hoglegs address. If not, he knows how to get in touch with me. Congratulations, Hogleg. You heard the uh what's going on with that. So cool. I can't think of a better man that that could put that to use. There's Ernie Brown too and Chrissy Brown. How are you guys doing? All right, folks. So thank you very much for coming in and, and giving me your time and being part of the catfish and crappie podcast, guys. You guys are awesome. Sit tight. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh we'll see you next week. Have a great Thanksgiving. All right, thank you. We'll see you Thursday night. Bye. And broadcast.